Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Our conversation today will walk you through the latest Own Your Worth report, Breaking Barriers, Building Bridges. Joining me here on the line today, glad to welcome back Carrie Shuffman, the head of the Women's Strategic Client segment with the Client Strategy Office here at UBS Wealth Management USA. Uh, Carrie, great to have you back here on the podcast with us. Uh, congratulations to you and your team on the latest Own Your Worth report as part of the ongoing series and looking forward to diving into the findings with you today. Thanks so much for having me on the UBS podcast today. It's great to be with you again. Um, and, you know, as you know, and I, I know I've been on, on the podcast series quite a bit over the last few years to discuss this topic, but over the last four years, UBS has really sought to uncover and understand the major trends that impact women and their financial well-being differently from their male counterparts through what we call our own your worth research. Um, so when we first started doing this research about three, four years ago, um, in 2018, with the launch of the first own your worth report that we came out with, we found that despite the fact that eight out of 10 women will end up solely responsible for their financial well-being in the U.S., and this is due to major trends like longer life expectancies among women, rising divorce rates in the U.S., and decreasing rates of marriage, that just Despite all of that, that half of women in both heterosexual and same-sex couples deferred the major long-term financial and investing decisions to their spouse or partner. And this was actually despite the fact that a majority of women who had found themselves single after a life event and in charge of navigating their finances independently, so specifically women who had been widowed or, or gone through a divorce, told us that they wished they had been more involved in these decisions while they were part of a couple. Um, you know, fast forward to last year in 2020, we dove deeper on some of these findings, uh, further exploring the dynamics around women's financial engagement and involvement in long-term decisions. Uh, and we found that while the majority of both men and women agree that women's financial participation in long-term decisions is critical to achieving gender equality as a society, that half of women in couples still defer these decisions to their spouse or partner with millennial women actually interestingly deferring at the highest rates. And, and these rates of, of deferral cut across background, profession, uh, generation, age, breadwinner status. Um, and so this year, you know, a full year into the COVID-19 pandemic and with the backdrop of the disproportionate impact that the pandemic has had on women personally, professionally, and financially, for this latest report, we really wanted to build upon the prior years of research um, and really dig deeper into the significant gender imbalance that we've continued to find that exists when it comes to financial decision making. So this latest report uh, really seeks to explore the role that men potentially play in women's financial behavior. So this latest research explores the relationship between women, men, and money and really seeks to answer some key questions such as do men play a role in women's financial participation? Uh, when women don't participate, are men part of the problem? Uh, and can men become part of the solution? And so ultimately, this report is about building bridges and breaking down barriers to help encourage greater financial participation 
among women. Well, Carrie, that was very helpful. Thank you for walking us through the focuses of the piece. And it sounds like that the piece uncovered a lot of fascinating findings. I'm curious, Carrie, were there any findings that you found to be most surprising? Yeah, Dan, I would say one of the most surprising things overarchingly about the research is the disconnect between both men and women around the importance of women's financial participation, recognizing actually that importance, and then what actually happens behind closed doors within households among couples. And so what I mean by that is the majority of both men and women in this year's research again told us that they recognize that women's equal participation in long-term financial decisions is critical to us as a society achieving gender equality. And even more so in this year's research, actually nearly all couples, so 98% of women and 96% of men, agreed that women should be more involved in long-term finances within their households. And yet when we actually asked if this was the case, when we asked if, if couples participated equally, if husbands and wives participated equally, particularly within the context of heterosexual couples, only 20% or one in five couples said that they actually share in these decisions equally. Another really surprising finding was actually the gap in perception around who leads in making these long-term financial decisions. So about 70% of men said that they took the lead in making these financial decisions, but only 50% of women said that their husbands actually took the lead. So there's this gap of about 20% between men who think they they take the lead and women who think their husbands take the lead. And that same gap existed, but but in the reverse way for women who said that they took the lead. So 30% of women told us that they take the lead in the long-term financial decision, but only 10% of their husbands said that their wives took the lead. So again, another 20% gap in perception, which is very, very interesting. Um, and then, of course, another interesting finding that I'm sure is on everyone's mind as I'm talking about this report and this research is why, right? Why do most men tell us that they lead in these decisions? And why did many women tell us that they defer? Um, the biggest reason here, uh, 95% of men told us that they knew more about this topic than their spouse. And shockingly, over 80% of women said that their husbands knew more about this topic despite the fact that this is most certainly in many cases actually not the case at all. And, you know, financial literacy scores between the genders are actually fairly equal according to industry research and industry industry studies. So this is not a competence issue whatsoever. And that's something that we've continued to say over the years that we've done this research. It really does more so come down to things like confidence and transgender roles, time constraints. Um, but it's certainly not a competence issue uh, between the genders. And, and even actually in our original Own Your Words research that we did um, three plus years ago, we found that 70% of women said that they believe that women overestimate what's required to be financially engaged. So I think this ties back to this misperception that many women have that their spouse knows more about this topic, uh, which is very interesting. Um, many men also cited that they take the lead because their spouse or partner, their, their wife, isn't interested in financial topics or has other responsibilities. And this is sort of just the, the delineation of a divide and conquer approach, how they split labor, 
Um, and women also cited these things, a lack of interest as well as time constraints and other priorities and responsibilities as major reasons for why they were not involved as well. Well, it's very interesting, Carrie, as you outline those findings, share those metrics, those gaps, some of which very eye-opening. So I'm curious what the good news here might be and how our listeners, our clients can leverage these findings in order to help women take their seat at the financial table. Yeah, well, Dan, I think the great thing about this report is that there is a lot of good news and there's a lot of optimism around how we can change this dynamic, how we can encourage greater financial participation among women, how men can be bridges rather than barriers, and how women can also take that first or next step on their own to become more engaged and involved. So uh, the, the main good news to share through our latest research is that it does seem that both men and women are very much open to changing this dynamic. 88% of men who take the lead on these long-term financial decisions said that they wish their wives were more involved. And over half of women who defer these decisions said that they wish they were more involved too. And actually millennial women were the most open to change, which is very interesting. Uh, especially because in the past we've seen that millennial women actually defer within couples at higher rates than any other generation. So rather than breaking the status quo, our prior own your worth research showed that millennial women are actually perpetuating it. But we do see that millennials are the most open to change um, around this topic. Um, and so how can we do that, right? How can we change the dynamic? Uh, well, we asked that in our research. We asked both men and women how we could encourage greater participation among women in these decisions. So both men and women cited that men encouraging women's participation could more actively help. And I think that that's applicable, you know, not just to husbands and wives. That could be applicable for any men who are listening with any women in your life, sisters, daughters, mothers, friends, colleagues, as well as partners or spouses. Um, and that certainly goes for women encouraging other women as well. Um, so I think encouragement is, is a tremendous thing, according to our research as well as including both spouses and making sure that we include women in meetings with their financial advisor, um, that couples go through the financial planning process together, and making sure that, that both spouses are partners, and in particular making sure that women understand what investments the couple has and why, all as ways that our research uncovers that both men and women agree we'd be able to achieve more equal financial involvement. The other good news is that the benefits of sharing more equally in these decisions are also really clear, which I think further um, demonstrates how important this topic is. So um, you kind of have the two different sides. On the one hand, we have men and women agreeing that women should participate more equally and recognizing the importance of this. But then we also actually saw, interestingly enough, that among couples who actually do share equally, in these long-term financial decisions, they, these couples say that it increases their confidence in achieving their goals in the future, that it helps them minimize mistakes, and it reduces anxiety or stress about money in the relationship. So the, the data is there that really supports all of the benefits from a, a couple's perspective and, and from a relationship and, and uh, you know household perspective around why it's so important and what the benefits are of sharing equally. And, and of course, and I mentioned this before, but it's certainly not just on men to encourage women to be more involved or to make room at the money table, as we like to say. You know, women can certainly pull up their own chair to that money table, take those first or next steps, become more engaged and involved, ask questions, but, you know, be a part of in meetings with financial advisors and, and really start by stating, you know, their intention to participate more meaningfully in these decisions and then taking the steps to do that. 
Well, Carrie, there does appear to be no shortage of good news, so that's very encouraging to hear as the research uncovered. And I know the conversation will not stop today. We'll look forward to having follow-up conversations with you. But maybe as a final point, Carrie, for our listeners, our clients, it might be helpful to point out some additional resources available to our clients' listeners tuning in today if they would like to learn more about the latest Own Your Worth report. Sure. Well, I'd certainly encourage everyone to visit UBS.com forward slash women. That's UBS.com slash women to access the new Own Your Worth report I just mentioned and to find all of the supporting resources and content around women's financial participation and well-being. Um, On that UBS.com slash women site, you'll also find all of the prior Own Your Worth reports that I mentioned that we've come out with over the last few years, as well as some of the really interesting virtual events. Um, and highlights from those events that we've offered in this virtual environment during the pandemic with some really notable women from across entertainment, sports, academia, and journalism. Um, so again, all of that is available at ubs.com slash women. They're supporting articles, videos, podcasts, and more on a range of topics that are relevant to, to women's financial lives, wherever you may be in that journey where, you know, there's some, really something for everyone there. Um, And then I'd also encourage anyone who'd like to take that first or next step towards their own greater financial participation to visit our own Own Your Worth financial participation website at UBS.com slash MyMoneyMove. That's UBS.com forward slash MyMoneyMove. And that website is really has a ton of really terrific educational content, tips, tools, resources, a fun and interactive quiz conversation starters and more all around this this broader topic of women's financial participation. And then, of course, speak with your UBS financial advisor about any of the topics that we've just discussed today to have a deeper dive into into this topic of of own your worth that we have at UBS. So um, that's really uh, the key resources that I'd highlight again, UBS.com slash women and UBS.com slash MyMoneyMove. Well, Carrie, it was great catching up with you today on the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Thank you for spending some time with our clients, our listeners. Congratulations to you and the team on the report. And thank you again for spending some time with us and sharing the findings. And we look forward to having some follow-up conversations with you and your team. Thanks so much for having me, Dan. It's great to be with you as always. Take care. To learn more about the Own Your Worth report, Breaking Barriers, Building Bridges, and the resources available from the Women's Strategic Clients segment here at UBS Wealth Management USA, please visit the website ubs.com forward slash women. The UBS Conversations podcast channel is available where podcasts are found, including on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at ubs.com forward slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA SIPC.